Hello there, good morning. Welcome to the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Radio. I'm Jeff Richardson. It's good morning to Andy Belairs. Good morning, Richo. Hello, everybody. Very well. Torch McGee, hello to you. Uh, yes, good morning, Richo. The one out there. Uh, Simon Willen yes, is with us. I'm here. And Ian Cover. Uh, good morning, uh, colleagues uh, and footy fans. Yep. Uh, now, Andy, Greg Champion's out on location. Do we test his equipment now or do we do that later? Let's have a chat to champs. Okay. Greg, come in. Am I, the am eagle I on, has am landed. I, am I on? Is it Tranquil- Tranquility <laughs> base. <laughs> Can you now, hear me? Now, listeners, listeners, Greg isn't with us in South Bank. He's out in the world somewhere and... The technology is working brilliantly, champs. It's I, like you're sitting here with me. And I reckon if you hadn't mentioned it, no one would have known. No the one difference. would have. I shouldn't have. Hello, Greg. <laughs> good to see you. Chance looking good this morning. <laughs> so uh, you, I am heard. Uh, you can hear me, can you? We can. Yeah, we can. Yes, we yeah. can, we Harry. Can. Yeah. yeah. But Billy Baxter's not with us. He's a little bit unwell. So um, yeah. get well soon, Billy. I yeah. know he'll be listening mm. on his crystal set mm. at home. Mm. Yeah. Now the footy last night, Simon. Did you go? Now, well, I did. Yes, uh, I did go, and. Um, I've got to hand it to Geelong. Uh, That's very kind. Very skillful side. They've been leaders of the competition for many years. They're um, highly skilled in competition leaders in manipulating the umpire. <laughs> oh, come on. They, you can't no, blame that on the umpire. They develop, so. they develop the drop-the-knees-high tackle. Now, you wouldn't have thought a team would develop a method of play whereby they attract head contact, but they and that took over the whole competition. It was very good. And now they've developed the, oh, I've been tackled. Oh, I fumbled the ball. Oh, it's gone to a Geelong player. That was lucky. <laughs> well, so. They throw the ball in. <laughs> they throw it. Simon, when you commenced, I thought this is terrific. This is the new era we live in. It can be complimentary about uh, your opponents. Oh, I know. And what then, have we got left but to whinge and, about the umpires? And I was going to... In, in you were going to be magnanimous? I was going to say to you, look, there was a lot to like about the Saints. <laughs> oh, do you think they could have a hand in shaping the eight? I thought, <laughs> I thought they were tremendous in the way they took the, the cats on. They, yeah. brought, they took the game up to them. Yep. And I don't, I don't know whether you noticed it, yeah. but if they just kicked a couple of goals early. <laughs> oh, really? Do you think? I think well, so. The, what you weren't going to be patronising, and now you are, well, or the other way round. Well, I don't know. But it's well, Saints fans <clears throat> whinge him out the umpires because we're just trying to cover up the fact that that was the worst exhibition of kicking for goal that I think I've ever seen, bar one. What was the other one? In the late sixties, we I went to Victoria. <laughs> he Park. hasn't forgotten this. <laughs> I have not forgotten and. It, it occurred to me in the last quarter, gee, this is like that game at Victoria Park. St Kilda kicked 10-10, I think, and Collingwood kicked something like 4-27. Oh, shit. And uh, oh. Saints had an easy win. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, would have look, gone there was a lot well to like. I agree club. with you, Ian. And, and look, there was a lot to like. We absolutely were well on top the whole first half. Cats brought it back a bit the second half. But uh, if we'd been six goals in front at half time, as we should have been, I think we would have won. Now, was that one of our favourite football venues, Simon? How was the food court? Uh, Was it at the food court? Uh, Went to the fancy lunch. uh, Went to the fancy dinner. And uh, it was pretty good, actually. Uh, quite surprised. Oh, did, did, did President Andrew did. reassure you before the game? He that... did. Everything's going according to plan. <laughs> Things could not be better. Did he come back at quarter time? Uh, <laughs> no. Everybody was. Uh, everyone's very happy with the way things are going down at the Saints. The, the uh, Dan Frawley Centre is uh, 
underway yeah, and uh, the debt is not a problem. Apparently. I thought it was terrific to see James Frawley wearing Danny's first number. Uh, yep, that got a mention yeah. and uh, I thought James did all right. Did, how, yeah. did those, how did those three power forwards of, the, of Geelong who are unstoppable go? Well, look, how many marks did they take? Oh, look, I don't think they took a few. Yeah, 15, no. I think, between look, the three of them. Oh, come on, yeah. Simon. Who were you brushing shoulders with at the president's dinner? Oh, famous people. I can't mention them. Well, no, you no. know, it was Molly there? Was Vi Greenhalf there? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone stopped and looked no, around. They weren't. <laughs> no, no, Graham Kennedy. Nobody, nobody stopped and looked around when I went in by seat. No, I can tell you that. No. Anyway. Oh, they were people. Actually, Saints fans, they, they are an amusing breed. Mm. The chap in front of me, whenever we had a set shot, he, he started getting up and walking out, into the, <laughs> walking out into the corridor. He said, I just can't watch can't this watch anymore. <laughs> well, oh, I tell you, you picked up a good one from Port Adelaide, that Dougal Howard. Oh, yeah, play, but he's he? been good all yeah, year. Yeah, he's yeah, been really yeah. good. Look, don't I have pa- to don't, say, don't patronise of you, our losses, that was the best one. Well, I was about to say to you in a most mm. condescending and patronising <laughs> manner <laughs> yeah. that your performance last night was probably better than some of the games you've won. Definitely. Yeah. It was definitely better than games we've won. They got terrific. But look, and you got not, a few out too. We got a few out. But look, it's not as if this hasn't been a problem for St Kilda for some time. We kicked 15 points against the Suns. Did you? Uh, you know, we are not kicking our... We're well, not getting the goals we should. We had Peter Hudson on the show the a few weeks back. Hutto uh, is very simple about what's required. Get him out there. Yeah, get plug well, out just listen, to, the listen to the podcast. Right. Listen to what Hutto well, said. And as I say, yeah, Plugger would be the man. Plugger yep. knew how to kick a goal. Yeah, and, but uh, does he know how to explain it to you? It's, it's one thing to be able to kick one, but can you explain to somebody oh, else how do, you did it? I don't think it's very difficult. Well, if it's not difficult, Torch, why are St Gilda having so much trouble? Because they all do exactly what I remember Peter McKenna saying, you know exactly where they're going to kick it by the way they run at the goals, mm. and usually they go right, and the ball goes right, right as well. Yeah. The, uh, well okay. Max King actually lined up the goalpost last night. And, and hit, hit it. <laughs> actually, uh, he was straight at it. I thought to myself, yeah. By, um, the person I was with, mm. who uh, is the same person who I forbid to watch the game with me on the TV. Oh, Right. Did point out that if you were trying to hit the goalpost, it would be very hard to do. Mm. Yes, and you should get rewarded for yes, it. Yes, and <laughs> she also observed at one point that St Kilda needed to kick straight, which I thought yeah, mm, good observation. You, yeah, hadn't, good observation. you hadn't thought of it up to that. I'd never point. thought of it like <laughs> that. When, when you when you talk about kicking straight, it's a bit like golf. You can if you're aiming in the wrong direction, you can hit it straight and it goes straight in the water. Yeah. These yeah. these footballers, they are kicking it straight. They're just not. They're not lining, lining up it properly. Up. Well, yeah. look, a couple They're of, not reading it. A couple of they weeks ago, I was very critical of the venue. Um, uh, Actually, I think they've turned the volume down. Oh, really? Yeah. I know. Oh, that's just because where you were. Uh, what were okay. some of the... Is that right? What? Oh, you reckon that you reckon oh, yeah. in the special areas the volume's not... So I cool. reckon. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what were some of the... That'd uh, be right. What it? were the hits on the selection last night? Well, I didn't hear any of the music. Oh, I, was in the, I was having the party pies. The players' jukebox. Did they flash the lights on and off when points were kicked? Yeah, they did. Yeah, and, but this uh, is disappointing. So we, we've got no update on the state of the food court because you, oh, didn't, food you court's didn't go gone. anywhere near it. The food court's gone. Is it really? Oh yeah. What's there instead? Oh, I don't. The food court's there. Anyway. The food court's not there anymore. Is it? Oh, we don't go to that. <laughs> oh, gosh, you know. Actually, someone said that to me last night. The crowd was a bit disappointing last night. Oh, uh, 26,000. That's about what's in Kilda Well, Geelong people won't come up on a Friday night. No, of course not. No, Why would you? Well, the, the you tra- sit on the Geelong Road for hours. But yeah. it's, yeah, it's, a, it, it's the, you get off at the station on the Geelong side of the city. No, uh, 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 uh. 
Hey, road works are gone. It's now it's now train line works. Buses replacing trains. <laughs> yeah, from from Wyndham Vale. Oh, oh goodness! No. And then the same going home. You had oh. to get the train the the bus from Spencer Street. Oh, to no. Wyndham Vale. No wonder they didn't come. No, and then no, when no, you get there, there's no food court. Well, you don't get home till one o'clock in the morning. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the game doesn't start to seven fifty. That's. 750. You know where, what, where does that come from? That's you know, been going on all year. You know where it comes from? Where it comes so Simon and his mates can have a nice long <laughs> dinner. Yeah. Well, you know what, Cavey? Build it and they will come. The problem is oh. they're still building it. Yeah. No, this ten to eight start. No nonsense. That's it, why. It, well, you've got to have time for the wreck of lamb. You've got to <laughs> taste the wines from uh, McLaren Vale. Yeah. I think it was. And also, I yeah. could just see them supporting the Victorian industry. <laughs> and also, you know, people at home have got to watch the seven o'clock news before they can switch. Do they? No, it's yeah. it's ten to eight because once upon a time they used to sh- channel one of the channels mm. used to show it on an hour delay, mm. and the AFL wanted to make it live. So Channel Seven said, "We need to keep." Better homes and gardens on your TV, so we have to bring the, the game no, starts. None of those explanations hold Look, water for me. There's no reason why it couldn't start at seven. And for exactly. those people, and for those people that do work in the city, you know, oh, we walk that, straight down to the ground. Exactly. Yeah. Remember when we were down over in Perth? Yeah. Friday night, people just walking out of the city. I think they would start exactly. the game about five ish, yeah. something like that. Five thirty. Yeah, yeah, Where was they're that? They're bouncing the ball. Echo or the and it's, no, it's the wacker. Wacker. Yeah, the wacker. It's shorter time. It's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and so anyway, can I just say, cats were very composed. Yeah, cats uh, got the job done. Mm. Cats found a way to win. (laughs) Uh, Any other cliches? So you're not invoking the G word for the Saints? Yes, I am. We were going. No, 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 you you know, I got, you know, I got a bigger run in the coverage last night. What was that? The B word. Uh, What's that one? Brave. Oh. Yeah, we were oh, brave. Please. We were brave. You, you don't. That, that is the worst, isn't it? Yeah. Bri- oh, great. Thanks. Anyway, <laughs> got to do. Now, look, Torch, you're you're unbiased. Yes. Independent. Yes. Do they have to do something about this throwing the ball? They do indeed. I, I, I mean, it basically, I, one of the reasons why our game is different to other games is that you have to handball the ball rather than throw it. No, not anymore. No. No. You, know just, you know what's you allowed this? Yeah. What's allowed this to creep in is that I don't know whether it's actually a written rule or it's an interpretation, where if you're tackled and the ball just somehow or other isn't in your hands anymore, it's play on. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, and there were about so, sixty of those so last night. So if yeah, you can sort of just yeah, yeah. as as your oh the football yeah. it was there a moment ago. Yeah. I don't know where it is now. Yeah. Oh, it's with my well, teammate. One, How one, did that happen? Once upon, <laughs> a, once upon a time, that was called incorrect disposal. Yep. Exactly, well, well, or dropping the ball. <laughs> no, there's, no, there's never been a rule called dropping the ball. No. Incorrect disposal. Holding the man. But the other the other thing was no. But I think that the, the, the tackling has become so strong. Mm. That what happens is the tackle, the strong tackle, jars the ball free. Oh, is that oh, what happens? Right. Yes, that's right. Is that what it's Knock, a, knocked out in the tackle? So, knocked out in the tackle. So, so, and the so Geelong it, there's players, a biomechanical explanation. <laughs> yeah, the Geelong players they they don't have the physical strength to hold on to the ball once they're tackled. That's right. They so can the do ball, everything else. They can't well, do that. They can't hold on no, the ball. They that, get tackled. That but little luckily, weed, it little weed goes, Joel Selwood. I mean, yeah, he can't hold on he to the ball. I'll give you one example from last night, then Simon. Oh, okay. Because all you do is look. Just don't give me. Anecdotes. You just use sweeping generalisation. Exactly. Now I'll give you a fact. Isn't that what football commentary is all about? <laughs> no, it's about stating the bleeding obvious. <laughs> That's that too. <laughs> or making it up. In the last quarter, yeah. Your man, I think it was Dougal Howard. 
mm. had the ball and mm. was tackled from behind. Oh, yeah, handballed over the line. Ah, see. Yeah, yes. he did. No, no, that he was ar- right. He, no, he argued with the umpire that he didn't. Yeah, I know he, that. He was arguing but that I, it had been jarred free. No, no, he definitely he, handballed it. Well, you were sitting up there eating party pies. We had the benefit of the co- the, the, the conversation between him and the umpire. Oh, and what'd they say? Well, he, he was going, mate... And, and, Look, from side on, it may not have been a handball. It might have been a throw. So he's, well, got, then, he's if, got three options. Well, that, that would have Either been better. Way. If he just thrown it over the battery line, it yeah. would have been fine. But, he, he, but he, he's in trouble here because it's either a handball, a throw, or it jarred free. But either way, he had insufficient no, no, intent. Look, the, he's uh, got to go to the clinic that the Geelong people are putting on about how you jar the ball free yeah. and make sure that it goes into the hands of one of your players. Uh no, no, that one was all right. He he handled it over the line. Well, the person that I watched he the did. football he with... He won't be coming to get you to defend <laughs> this year, uh, who has shown far more interest in football since Melbourne has started winning games. Mm. She said to me last night, because I was out of the room making a cup of tea or something, she said, oh, no, you've got to see the replay of this. He just handballed it straight across the line. <laughs> yeah, well, he did. Well, he how did. foolish. He but that, look, we're not whinging about that. We're not whinging about that one. Well, don't whinge whinging about the 83. No, no whinge about the missed goals from 30 metres. Oh, well, no, we can't whinge about that because that's our fault. Exactly. It's not your fault. You're the supporter. We, we felt very sorry someone for the else. Well, all the umpire might say it's my fault. Yeah, Eighty-three well. times. Yeah, anyway, anyway can we, I just I want to introduce a new topic quickly yep. here on the Could Have Beens on yep. ABC Radio. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to champs. And maybe he's just got some technical difficulties. Uh, whilst you were up there swanning around <laughs> with all your mates, filling your face with party <laughs> pies and a rack of lamb and some McLaren Vale <laughs> cheeky red. I was out with the grassroots people. Oh, Ian, you've always been a man of the people. I was out with the people at McLeod Football Club, the Kangaroos. Yep, yep. you know. Oh, yeah. And I, it, it, and it, the overriding conclusion: was, gee, it's good the footy's back. You oh, know yeah. that the people oh, can yeah, get yeah. back to their clubs, and it's yeah. good out there at McLeod because the train goes right past the oval. Well, I've told you before, the Rosanna Station. It, oh, it, have you the new Rosanna Station? It, I, I once described it as being like that section of the VFL Park grandstand oh, that you used oh, to enter the members. Oh. No, no, it's. It's better than the Hobart Airport. It's better. It's, it's like Changi Airport. <laughs> it's magnificent. There, so, are, there are a few stations get out, around you, Melbourne. You get like off that the now. train at Rosanna, yeah, yeah. and and you're looking you're looking for immigration control. You're ready, you're ready to show your passport. Oh, I, I, I was a bit late getting along to McLeod because I spent time looking at the artworks, and the installations. Oh, and how's that little cafe down, oh, down on, on did Rosanna Did you pick up some duty free? Yeah, got some duty free. <laughs> it's magnificent, and, and so. Uh, who were you with there? Who were you out, out at McLeod with? Well, I reckon I ran into one of the best blokes uh, that I've met in football. Mm. He was much loved when he played mm-hmm. and uh, is still much loved in the media because mm-hmm. he's just always been himself. He, he was a superstar player, mm. by the way. Mm. Played for your club, Richo. Richo. Shares the same name. Matthew Richardson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey? Hey, yeah. You can take he, the boy out of East Devonport, but you can't take the East Devonport out of the you boy. Can't. He, no. he played 282 games. 800 goals, 551 behinds. Oh, that's not too And bad. almost won a Brownlow on a wing. On a wing. In his second last year. Yes. And, in fact, he told the story yesterday that he, did, he didn't move to the wing till round three. Plough, a player called him in. He thought he was going to get dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, gonna, he said uh, how would you like playing on the wing? He said, I wouldn't. He said, oh, well, you'll be in Coburg on the weekend because he's playing for Coburg. <laughs> yeah, but, um, that's right. Anyway, and... He kicked eight hundred goals, and some of them are just from everywhere. Oh, no. And yet, he, he had a, he missed a few in front, like some of the Saints last <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah. And but was, 
He's one of those players that Rich, their own supporters were the worst offenders. Oh, he t- after his first game, he went back to the Richmond Social Club. Yeah. Felt pretty good about himself. He kicked a goal. He had 20-something possessions, 10 marks. Yeah. Walked in the Social Club. Bloke yeah. said, hey, Rich, I thought you'd been recognised after the first game. Bloke said, gee, you're a hopeless kick. <laughs> there we, that is our social media question for the what? morning. What? In the spirit of Richo, uh, clubs who were just, players who were just dead set champions, fantastic players, but everyone insisted that they were no good. Yes. <laughs> Particularly their own supporters. Particularly their own supporters. We've got one at the moment. Players who are inarguably champions, but they're constantly being portrayed as no good. I'll I'll tell you, the the standout candidate from St Kilda is Stuart Lowe, who was an out-and-out champion. But no one ever said anything good about it. Every St Kilda supporter had nothing but bad things to say. If you take the grand final in 2005 out of it, Mm. Leo Barry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Supporters are, oh, don't give it to Leo. <laughs> Who's yours, Andy? We've, we've got one at the moment, and he's almost, you know, he's being talked about in all Australian contention. Tom McDonald's ours. Yeah. Melbourne yeah. supporters, every time he drops a mark, oh, get rid of him. We don't like him. <laughs> well, I wish he had a drop okay. him last hey, week. Th- any, that's the social media okay. question. Any era you like, uh, any club you like, players who were statistically just, you cannot argue, they were dead set champions, but. Everyone, particularly their own supporters, or, or, insisted they were no good. And some people aren't going to go quite as far as to bag them. So they go, <clears throat> oh, he's a star in that. Oh, but there's there's a knock on. There's one little knock on. Oh, yeah. There's always a knock. <laughs> and oh, there's a knock. It's always, and it's always used in, in, in uh, conjunction with Patrick Dangerfield. He's won the Brownlow. He's done all that stuff. They go, oh, it, it, he has a shot for goal. He misses. That's the only knock on him. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't yeah. always <laughs> kick those goals. And well, uh, who does? <laughs> The only knock on And they attract the frank praise, too. Like, I've heard many Richmond supporters refer to Richo as the flawed genius. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The flawed genius. The guys kick 900. What's the flaw? Well, the best part of it. Yeah. I'm sure you'll find them. There'll be one at every club, and I'm looking forward, especially for some of those, what do we call them? Interstate club. Oh, yeah. There'll be some that we've, have dodged under our radar. Um, we're going to be crossing live to champs and with this <sighs> marvellous new technology in a moment. In fact, right after this break, Andy. Virginia Trioli. Do we describe that there is a high level of aggression from the parent body towards schools? There can be, and that's when it's fantastic to have a principal office with two doors. No joke, it really is important. Hang on, why? You lock one and run out the other? Correct. Sorry, my head's spinning here. You're saying that a key part of the design of a principal's office is to have an escape hatch. Yeah, absolutely. Virginia Trioli. Weekday mornings from 8.30 on ABC Radio Melbourne. The could have been champions. It's your Saturday morning. Thank you very much, Unc. You're back. And uh, just before we cross to champs, Ian Cover, what have we got coming up in today's edition of the Could Have Been Champions? We've got Greg Champion coming up. We're crossing to him very shortly. Oh, he's right here getting his guitar now. Uh, we're also going to catch up with what's happening in the VFLW uh, the season. Like they're up to around 11. That's right. There. Just because AFLW is finished yeah. doesn't mean the rest People of women's that. footy isn't still going. Yeah. People <laughs> forget that the VFLW goes right through the year. Then there'll be my quiz. And then after the news, we'll have our responses to the... The, uh, the players that had a knock on them, even though they're out and out champions. Yep. 
Uh, we'll also talk to David Ackley. David a, Ackley, what a yeah, player. Well, yeah, well, we'll just hand over to Torch to do 10 <laughs> minutes with uh, David Ackley. Play for Kangaroos and the Swans. Yep. Torch is completely oblivious to his time at North I, Melbourne. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had a lot of games at North, did he? No. And then we'll, of course, have some more chance, uh, songs from champs. We'll have uh, what we learned today. We'll cross to the offices of outside football to talk to Sam the Sub. And we'll open the lines for footy talk back. And just before champion, I also have my list for the opening. Uh, was just to also say, uh, and you may well have played against Brendan Edwards. Uh, yeah, a little bit before my time. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Who yeah, set, set yeah. the agenda for f- fitness in, in football and beyond in the whole community. Do you remember bounce ball? Well, that's what – see, this is like people saying about Matthew Richards that he couldn't kick for goal. <laughs> All they can remember is bounce ball. <laughs> and he, he did I a liked lot. bounce ball. Well, he did a lot. Well, he invented it, which showed what a pioneer he was. But right. he also – he was a – he also built a commando course for John Kennedy. That's right. On a farm. Yeah. At Bulleen. That's right. There was a farms in those right, days. While they were up there doing that in Bulleen, we were down the pub having a few pints <laughs> and a couple of smokes. <laughs> so he was fantastic. We all, I, I knew if I mentioned Brendan Edwards' name, you'd go with someone to go with bounce balls. Well, the whole, the whole, <laughs> you haven't let me down. The whole oh. lawn foreshore was full of bounce exactly. balls. Exactly. Yeah. We, uh, we loved the bounce ball. I'd be yeah. there every yeah. – anyway, always. So anyway. No, he, was a, and he was a brilliant player. And he could play. This I, think he, I think if that – do they have retrospect of Norm Smith? Because he should have got it for the 1961 for sure. I heard Parker talk about Brendan yeah. Edwards. He yeah. said never went to ground, no. even in the mud at uh, Glenferry. Oh, yes. And he was still going in the last quarter when Correct. everybody else Still was. a very yeah. important mm. attribute, mm. keeping oh, yeah. your feet. Keep yes. your feet. Greg Champion. Hello, oh, Greg. Yes, I'm with you. And, okay. Uh, gentlemen, we, uh, so you there's just you... enough of an echo for us to know that this is real and that you are somewhere else and uh, it's all working perfectly. Well, it's nearly perfect. You may hear me well enough, but a little bit of trouble hearing you. So dialogue is going to be a banter is going to be tricky, but I'll sing for you. You tell, do you tell us what you're going to do, and then do it, and we'll see how <laughs> that goes. That's what I'll do. I'll try before I speak, uh, sing. I'll just say uh, two words to Simon: scoreboard nourishment. Uh, we just didn't nourish last no, night. No, no, we were on a scoreboard diet. A scoreboard. And, uh, famine, uh, a scoreboard and, famine, and as, I think. And, and as for the Crows player who was underrated, or um, unfairly maligned? Yes. Scotty Hodges. That's oh. <laughs> oh, the joke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the biggest maligner was you. Now, I didn't quite catch that because I'm having trouble <laughs> catching it. So very you, very handy you, that you didn't catch it. Yeah, so I'll I'll sing for you. And the first emailer that triggered us this week was Damien O'Reilly, and his idea was short. These are like one-liners turned into four-liners, okay? Here we go. Take a look at Melbourne, they're eight and zero. Hey, they're eight and zero. So please don't let it be eight and one next. Take a look. At Melbourne, cause they're eight and zero. I said they're eight and zero. So these don't let it be eight and one next. Okay, that's one. All right, yeah, that worked well. And then I'll move to another short one. This one, though, yeah, is about four lines that turn into eight. And Doug, Doug Long gave us the idea, and he goes one line. Uh, but I'll just sing it. And the sign said you have to download the app to get into the game. 
so we stared at the ticker's seller's box and hung our heads in shame. We come to see the football like we had a hundred times, but you won't get in without the app, cause it says so on the side, says it on the side, side, the footy ground side, telling me how it is breaking my mind. You gotta download the app, it says it on the side. We come to see the football like we had a hundred times. But you can't get in if you don't have the app Cause it says so on the side It says it on the side, side The footy ground side Telling me how it is breaking my mind You gotta download the app Says it on the side Are you hearing that okay, chaps? Yeah, we also heard your phone ring uh, well, I think you've got I, an email. <laughs> I, I, I'm not picking you up too well, but if you're hearing me okay, I'll continue, okay? Do. Right. Now, the next idea was a listener named uh, Michael Pryor, who's been who's a regular, and his idea was uh, a, a bit of a one-liner, uh, which we stretched out a bit. Whatever happened to the Donny Brook? And running round like a headless chook. Someone needs to take a good hard look. Bring it back to old Donny Brook. Whatever happened to the coat hanger? Same fate as a steak singer. Gone the way of the hobby wall banger. Bring it back the old coat hanger. And then stick with me while I turn the page here. Where does it go from there? I'm still singing, just uh, trust me, I'm a professional here. And, uh, and there was another verse, but you get the idea. All right. Um, yeah, going well, we, Greg. Thank you. Uh, well, here it is. Here's the other verse. Bring back the gold arms, hat and coat. That's what gets my three brown love votes. That gold I'm looking really floats my boat. Bring back the old time hat and coat. Yeah, whatever happened to the Donny Brook? And run around like a headless chook. Someone needs to take a good hard look and bring it back the old Donny Brook. <laughs> So we grabbed a bit of the old version and popped it in with the new version. Yeah. And uh, to conclude um, for this segment, and I've kept some uh, more fancied ones for the second hour because when you do select your songs, you do keep your what you think are your best ones um, for the um, prime slot. But before I let you go, uh, we had an email from a Peter Fotheringham, Fotheringham who said, any time you want to play Witchy Proof Lineman is a good time. So this is the time. Is, all, right, all right, folks? Still there? Yeah, yep. still here. Okay. I am a lineman up in Witchy. I have been for a long time. 
I'm up each Saturday and out there early marking the line. I mix the paint up in the doodad. It relaxes my mind And the witchy-proof lion man Loves marking the lines My job is telecom technician Nine to five on weekdays Although the telco keeps on sacking us or docking our pay, I'll run the phone lines to a farmhouse. I do internet these days, and the witchy proof line man still does it. His way and one more verse. I used to be a Vic Roads worker holding lollipop signs. The job that I liked best was on the highway, marking the line. I the one down the middle I love the one down the side and the witchy proof line man is out marking lines marking the Oh, champ, if I could just jump in there. I was just mentioning I was out at McLeod Footy Club yesterday, and the man marking the lines after the event had finished and preparing for the day was Ralph. And I think Ralph might have had a couple just to assist him getting the line, get the curve. As straight as possible. <laughs> and and uh, McLeod are playing Whittlesea today, and they thought perhaps the song should have been the Whittlesea line. Uh, 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 anyway, well, you can, people can see that photo, can't they? That you yeah, it's on, it's on the Twitter. Yep. Just remind people of the Twitter. You, you, the, our social media question for this morning is uh, nominate that player, undisputed champion, who just was uh, always mentioned as though he wasn't, especially by supporters of his own club. And you can find the Coulda Beans Twitter feed at couldabeans.com.au and you'll see at the very top of it a picture of the McLeod line man. Only one disappointment in McLeod yesterday. I was there with our very good friend Michael Lovett from the, 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 the AFL Record, and there was a spare seat at the table. I said, "Who's sitting there?" He goes, "Oh, Chubsy." It's one of the great. I met Chubsy a few years ago. Chubsy didn't make it yesterday. It's one of the great nicknames. Morning, Chubsy. Where were you yesterday? <laughs> and uh, also on the the social media question, may I apologise to Matthew Richardson because I have tagged him in our tweet, so he's going to get all these responses <laughs> in his own could have been uh, sorry his Twitter notifications. So just yeah, at could have been on your Twitter <clears throat> app. Well, he'll dis- well. thank you, Andy. He'll discover he's not alone. Yeah. Yes. Uh, champs, any more for this this time around? 
That's all. And uh, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm standing okay, that's good. No, uh, it's working. I, I can't engage with the dialogue too easily, but uh, because I'm not getting you too clearly. However, I'll be back in the second hour with the um, top picks of the day. Good. Well, we'll talk to you then, Greg. Very good. Meanwhile, you can just sit back and you know listen to the beeps on your phone and everything. Well, perhaps Chandy can run out to the front during the, his little gap. Run down to his, the front of his driveway. Yeah, and check the mailbox because he'll, yeah. he'll have some mail bag, no doubt, in the second oh, hour. Oh, of course. Mm. Yes. Now, you are with the Could Have Been Champions on, on ABC Radio. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, even though the uh, much-vaunted AFLW season has come to an end, that doesn't mean women's footy is over at all <laughs> levels. Um uh, girls and women's footies being played right across the suburbs, right across the country. And the VFLW uh, competition continues apace. And uh, we've had, cutting across the VFL a little bit this week, the announcement that finally the AFLW is going to expand to the full 18 teams. Mm. And you know, some of the long-standing, uh, even game old VFL-AFL clubs haven't had an AFLW side. One of them is Hawthorne, so they're very pleased. And we're going out to the Hawks now, and uh, we're, we're being joined on the line by assistant coach at the VFLW Hawks, double Lambert medalist and double All-Australian, Lou Watto Watton. Lou, welcome to the Kudamines. Thank you very much. You've done your homework there. <laughs> we have people. No, we're, no, we're, 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 we really think that the, the Helen Lambert medal is, is, is right up there in terms of the whole structure of women's footy and it, it, it doesn't perhaps get the attention it deserves and you won it twice. Yes, I was lucky enough to be up there with um, the likes of Daisy Pearce, Shannon McFerrin and Debbie Lee. Yeah, it, that, that, it really sort of paved the way for, for what women's footy's become. Now, would you rather we called you Lou or Watto? Oh, it's up to you. Around the footy circles, I'm more commonly known as Watto. Well, so we'll stick with Watto. We'll no stick. worries. So, obviously, you're focusing on Hawthorne and, and, and the week-to-week, what you've got to do with the VFLW, but the announcement this week that Hawthorne will be entering the AFLW must have distracted you a little bit. Oh, it did. Um, obviously, the club's really been pushing for an AFLW licence um, for a little while now. Uh, so it is very exciting news. Um, I know Jeff um, would have liked us to be in next season, so I know he's a little bit disappointed. Um, but it's nice to see that it's really on the horizon now for Hawthorne. Yeah. So what's involved in getting a side up to the standard to go into the AFLW? Well, I think because we've had a team in the VFLW now since, well, Hawthorne, it was branded as Hawthorne in 2018, but Box Hill actually had the side in 2017. So we've had a really good practice run on um, how to run a women's team. So I feel for us now, it's really just the next layer would be recruiting um, the personnel to play for us. Now, what are you've been involved at, at every level now in in senior senior women's footy because you, you you played a couple of seasons for Melbourne, didn't you? At, at the very top level. Yes. So um, yeah, I was involved in the VWFL from two thousand and two, and then yeah, where they had those exhibition That's, matches yeah. mm. before the play. before the season yeah. really started. So you've seen it yeah. at every level, but. Uh, the, the people don't realise, the VFLW, it's going now. Just because it's not on the telly doesn't mean it's not happening. 
No, it's um, it's a very strong league, and it's the league that um, the AFLW girls come back and play in once their season is finished. Mm. Uh, are all the AFLW girls coming back to play VFLW? I think in recent years some had taken a bit of a break, hadn't they? Yeah, I think it's really um, about their own player load and management. So yep. the ones that get the green tick come back and play, and the others, yeah, continue to have a bit of a rest. What's your coaching setup at Hawthorne um, for the for the AFLW team, or prospectively for the AFLW team? Yeah, so for, for our coaching structure at the moment for VFLW, is that what you mean? Yeah, for, uh, yep. yeah. So um, it's a bit unique uh, this year. Um, Hawthorne committed to making an all female panel, um, so we're we're led by Bet Goddard as our mm. head coach. We've got our three assistants and two development coaches as well. Mm. Yes, well, it is only a bit unique as um, Peter Searle is the senior coach of the <laughs> no, AFLW title. No, but a lot, a lot of the teams were, have still got this. The senior coach is often a man. Is That's the case, isn't it, Watto? Yeah, it is. But, um, what? sorry, what I meant by us being unique <laughs> is all the coaching panel is yeah, female. Yeah, exclusively, and, um, yes. Yeah, exclusively female, and that's the first time an AFL club has gone down that path. Um, and what I, with the new clubs coming in, the four new clubs, there's been some criticism that it might dilute the talent pool. Do you have a view on that? Um, well, I think with the uh, NAB League up and running and having a lot of teams in there, we will be getting a lot of young talent from there. Um, I think we can um, see with how the young girls have played in um, previous seasons, like your Maddie Press Parker, that mm. the future is looking very bright for women's football. Mm. And of course, the, the more that take the game up, the more that the, the talent probably should expand. Well, and also, it's just a matter then of developing their skills to be able to play at the highest and level. The, and the game seems to have, has improved, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, just uh, we're talking to uh, Lou Watto Watton here from the uh, VFLW. Hawks. Uh, the quiz is coming up. One three hundred triple two seven seven four. One three hundred triple two seven seven four is the number to ring for the quiz here on the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Radio. Now, uh, are we playing this weekend? I think uh, is it today or tomorrow? We're playing at three thirty tomorrow. So yeah. we've got a late one after the boys against. We're playing North Melbourne. Oh, so okay, right, but. But you're not going out of Tassie for it, uh, Watto. <laughs> no, luckily we're just at Box Hill, so yeah. nice and close. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, just give us the the respective um, positions of the two teams so far this season. Well, we're just ahead of North Melbourne, so it should be a very good clash. Um, I believe they've included a few AFLW girls, so um, it should be a really tight, close contest tomorrow. And both teams uh, are looking to win their final four matches to try and get in the top six for finals. Right, so the, the, the comp has a top six, and what, you're about eighth at the moment? Yeah, round about that, yeah. Right, and the game's at the Box Hill, uh, the Box Hill City Oval. Oh, where, which is a great place to watch footy. Well, we, we did an OB out there one yeah. day before a, uh, a Hawks game. Yeah, an AFLW game or a VFL, VWFL game or something like that out there. Hey, Luke, can I take you back? Because you're one who straddled both the, the old VWFL and then the VFL, AFLW. We used to speak to some players who were just dominant in the old VWFL. Are there any that you could name who would just fit straight in if the eras lined up? Shannon McFerrin's one that comes to mind for us, who was a superstar. 
Oh, yes. Um, it's a bit of a shame she didn't get a go at AFLW. She's definitely one. Uh, even Debbie Lee. Mm. Yeah. Um, they're the two main ones that come to mind straight away. Um, but obviously they had a big part in getting the AFLW up and running with everything they did in the past. Mm. Michelle Dench was one that we used to speak to a bit as well. I reckon Cove, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah, she was fantastic out at the Muggers. Oh, yes. She yep. definitely would have, um, yeah, fitted right into the AFLW scene. Mm. And I, I note, uh, I take it more than a passing interest in the fortunes of the Geelong Cats, uh, Watto. And I note that their season wasn't like great in the AFLW, but yesterday they were talking they're going to get some priority picks or concessions, which we're familiar with in the AFL uh, with the men's. But it's uh, obviously now going to be uh, uh, used in the, the W as well. Yeah. yeah, I think a few sides have actually got priority picks um, in terms of the younger talent and also they're going to get some picks with some mature talent as well, which is only good for the league to try and make it um, more even for those sides. Yeah, I think that's um, right. When you, when you come into the league a bit later, um, you don't have all those pre-seasons under your belt for, for that group of players. So it is a little bit of a disadvantage. So it's good that they're getting a little bit of a helping hand I think to Kilda's try and even got up a, their sides. St Kilda's got a priority second round pick. I don't know why it was the second round, but there you are anyway. You've had, a, you've had a look at it and you've got something else to whinge about now. Yeah, exactly. Watto, as we've observed, yeah, at, at, at the top level of women's footy now, it's changing yeah, very rapidly before our eyes as we're seeing all, all of these players come through who've been playing footy since they were five and uh, un, uninterrupted so that the nature of the talent coming in is changing what's happening and that's, that's, that's very observable. From your perspective, do you think the other side of the game is is finished its evolution. Are there some still some tweaks in the rules, size of the ground, size of the ball, that kind of thing that could perhaps improve it? Um, I don't think so. I think we've all, also always played with a slightly smaller ball, mm-hmm. um, and obviously we've got the different rules of sixteen aside and um, the last touch rule and those kind of things. So I think they're always looking at improving the game. Um, but I guess it's a bit of trial and error as well. And until we've got the 18 sides in the competition, we can't really consolidate. Mm. The last touch rule is a beauty, don't you think? Oh, definitely. It opens up uh, the game a lot. It encourages players to keep the ball in play. Um, and it just avoids those boundary throw-ins and the congestion mm. around those. Uh, just uh, out of interest, are you playing in the VFLW with the... Stand, stand, stand on the mark rule? Well, thankfully not. <laughs> We've still got the old rule that you can move around a bit. Right, good. And, and guys, I just thought I'd ask a couple of questions about the umpiring on behalf of Simon, who has spent the whole morning whinging about last night Geelong allegedly throwing the ball 83 times and getting away with it uh, to, to the detriment of the Saints. Uh, do, you, do you use VFL um, umpires in the VFLW? Or have you got uh, your own umpiring panel? Occasionally, yes, but I think um, there's also our own umpiring panel, so mm. I think there's a bit of a mix. Um, obviously, it's good to expose umpires to a higher standard, um, and we'll just say they always try their best, don't they? Yeah, right. they make mistakes. <laughs> they do. Absolutely. <laughs> we're right behind the umpires. Yeah, it's the Geelong players oh, we're worried don't about. Don't start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, 
good luck for the rest of this, and particularly tomorrow out of Box Hill City Oval. There's people out in the area, you know, looking for something to do on a Sunday afternoon. Yes, and, and also, what I, for you and every everyone at the club, you, you've got a you've got a big uh, well, twelve months or more ahead of mm. you now. I'm just gearing up to to field a side at AFLW level. Yeah, that's right. That's um, going to be our main focus and um, making sure we're ready when, when we get the green light and hopefully that's sooner rather than later. Yep, and it, it'll be transformative, I think, with, with once the full 18 teams are running around. So all the very best with what's going to be involved with making that happen. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for being with us, Watto. Lou Watto Watton, who's uh, assistant coach at the VFLW Hawks, there taking on North Melbourne tomorrow now, um, afternoon. Speaking at Box of Hill. pretty unique, there is mm-hmm. a pretty unique circumstance happening today at yeah. the SCG. Oh, of course, there is. Watch that torch. Well, well, the, 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 you know, you know <laughs> the entire cast of Home and Away. Is <laughs> <laughs> the, Swans, the Swans, the Swans are playing Collingwood at one forty-five. Yeah. When do you reckon the reserves are playing? Oh, are they playing at, at the cur- same time? No, they're bringing a curtain, oh, bring it down or something. They're playing the curtain lowerer. Yeah. Oh, a curtain lowerer. They're playing after, after. The, after the That'd main game. That'd be great. Yeah. I think that yeah. was an Hang idea. Hang around and watch that. No, and I, I think Geelong's got a game coming up against Collingwood in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. And I think there's going to be a curtain lowerer for that one too. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a new innovation. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of pressure on that game, Torch. Swans and Collingwood, the SCG. There's always a lot of pressure. Who do you think's under the most pressure? Oh, I think the Swans always – Collingwood always serve it up to us. Uh, especially You're worried, uh, aren't you? Oh, I am a little bit worried. I, I was I, I was going to have this as a quiz question one day, but I, I, I put it to one side now because I thought I'd rather discuss it with you quickly, Torch. What is the ground outside the SCG that the Swans train on call? They call it the Lakeside Oval. <laughs> I can't – I've never seen a lake anywhere no, near it. But uh, is that just to give them a sort of a bit of a, a connection with the Lakeside Oval down here? Because it's not the proper name of it. No, no and no, even, even after one of those Sydney downpours, there isn't so much as a puddle. <laughs> no, it's the actually called – it's a Moore Park Oval, I think. No, yeah. it's it's called the Tramway oh, the Oval. the Tramway Oval, that's right. And a uh, tram goes right past it now. Does it? Yeah, the new tram. Yeah, the new red tram that yeah. doesn't go anywhere. So here's the, here's the Sydney Swans ignoring all that tramway history. Well, well, yeah, I've been, calling it Lakeside Oval. I've been trying to tell them that it's the Lake Oval, not the Lakeside Oval. Oh. And the other one I don't like, which you get out of Sydney, is they call them Souths instead of South. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. What, has that started creeping across to the, to the Swans mm. now? Yeah, the, the good old days of Souths. Oh, and yeah. they play AFL. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, they don't yeah. play Australian yeah. rules football. Well, you know, Bruce Spence and all those people who go to the, go to every Swans game, it's up to them to fix this. That's right. Because Geelong and the Swans played their, their curtain raiser game. On the tramway over the other way. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not a bad ground. It's actually quite nice. How's this yeah. going to work? So yeah. the person who's the uh, the injury sub, they might come on for ten minutes and then have to play a full game in the reserve. Well, that's quite possible. Yeah, that'd be good. It's been done before. <laughs> okay. That's all right. Yeah. Okay, all but- right. It's quiz time here yep. on the Could Have Been Champions. And just repeat the phone number just in case we have a couple of lines free. One three hundred triple two seven seven four. And uh, last week's winner was Phil, I think, in Northcote, and he didn't stay on the line. I've tried to get in touch with him because there's an ABC cricket book just <laughs> begging to be dispatched From to him. From what year is that book? Oh, early 90s. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I saw that book on the right. trolley this morning. Why hasn't that gone out? So that, otherwise, it'll go, there's a couple of them there. Right. Uh, Who's our first contestant on the It's Hamish, and Hamish is in Viewbank. Good morning, Hamish. Morning. Oh, young Hamish, how old are you? Twelve. Twelve, okay. Um... Here's a question for you. Sean Burgoyne, who plays for Hawthorne, is the oldest player in the AFL. Who is the next 
oldest player currently playing? Is it David Mundy, Stefan Martin or Buddy Franklin? What was the first one? David Mundy. Is it David Mundy? I'm asking you, but I figure that's your answer. So, yes, it is David Mundy. He's 35 years of age and 300 days. Uh, here is the next question while we're talking about uh, David Mundy. David Mundy, complete this sentence. David Mundy is turning back the clock like a good wine getting better with age, playing some of the best football of his career, or all of the above. <laughs> All of the above. Yes. <laughs> Good on you, Hamish. Didn't hesitate. Add another one in Brownlow contention. Oh, yeah. All Australian yes. form. I, I like the way Hamish just went bang with that. There was no humming and hurry. Well, he's heard all of those things used. <laughs> yep. He is fantastic. And all true. He's, and thir- you... he's 35 years of age and 300 days. He'll be 36 in July. And no one notices him because he plays <laughs> for free. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and he's, he's not maligned. No. He is fantastic. Next question for you, young Hamish. Uh, um, where do I go? Who's the youngest player currently playing the AFL? I'm not aware of any of these, but I'll go. Uh, is it Jack Carroll from Carlton, Harry Sharp from Brisbane, or Ryan Angwin from the Giants? Is it uh, C? C, Ryan Angwin. No, it's not. Oh. He's missed out by eight days. Oh, bad luck. Thanks for playing, Hamish. Call again, Hamish. Uh, Georgia is in Ararat. Morning, Georgia. Morning. Oh, how old are you? Seven. Seven. That's one of our youngest listeners. Just getting the demographic right down. It's a question about youth. It is indeed. Yes, I want to know who the youngest player in the AFL at the minute is. Is it Jack Carroll from Carlton or Harry Sharp from Brisbane? Harry Sharp? No. Oh, gee. Bad luck, Georgia. Better luck when oh, you try next time. That's well, a shame. So there's only one left now. Who's our next contestant? One three hundred triple two seven seven four. I've got another young list on the line. It's Greg and Karam Downs. Morning, Greg. Good morning. How is how is everyone? Yes, good. Can you confirm Jack Carroll is the youngest player? I can do that. Yes, he's he, he's eighteen years, one hundred and forty six days. Harry Sharp is three days older, and Ryan Angwin is eight days older. So there you go. Is, is he the first Carol to play for Carlton since Turkey, Tom? Oh, well, they should be calling him Turkey, shouldn't they? It's uh, a long time since a 16-year-old like Timmy Watson played. I mean, yeah. 18, crikey. You'll never see it again. Or, or a, 16-year-old, a 16-year-old like Renee Kink or Terry Keys at oh, Collingwood. Like huh? Renee. Yeah. Keith Brummage, isn't it? Yeah, all that. Okay. Uh, now, that's, I've got to wait. One, two... Now, last week, I uh, was doing the players who wear number one and mentioned Jack Marnie uh, from North Melbourne. I said, never heard of him. I got a spate of emails telling me he's actually played the last two years. Uh, uh, he, in fact, played 10 games last year. Where was he recruited to uh, from to North Melbourne? Was it uh, Oakley Chargers, Sandringham Dragons or the Calder Cannons? Oh, go for the stock standard call to cannons. Nan, they, <laughs> they always trip at the stock standard call to cannons. Bad luck. <laughs> Don't you agree? Go the pies. See ya. Well, big one today. Who's next up, Ian? Uh, look, there's some people say that we ignore the interstate clubs and we're biased to the eastern states. Can we go to line two, Andy, and go to Richard? Morning, Richard. 
Morning, guys. How are you? And you're from Bayswater, but it's not Bayswater in Victoria, is it, Richard? No, nah, Bayswater in Perth. Now, who was called Bayswater first? <laughs> oh, no, I'm too young to know that. No, no. Now, Richard, you can sort something else for us here. You're in Bayswater. Are you in Peel or are you in Perth? Oh, no, definitely Perth. No. Well, so I'm, where I'm... is Peel? Uh, Peel is south. South, that's so... right. It's uh, yeah, it's like uh, driving down the peninsula. Yeah, so, so you hop into your car in Bayswater and say, oh, we're going to Peel. Does anyone ever actually say that? No, nah, no, nah, we say Mandra. Yeah, <laughs> just, like you, just like you say I'm going to Ports. Yeah. Same thing. I think, I think Brian Taylor came from Mandra, didn't he? He did indeed. That's, that's all you ever know about, yeah. Brian. Yeah. Uh, now, Richard, uh, what was the question again? Uh, where was I up to? Uh, Jack Marnie at North Melbourne. Uh, was he recruited from Oakley or Sandringham? Oakley. No, nah, bad luck. Oh. That's left it wide open for yeah. uh, Sydney in Gatham. Hello, Sydney. Morning. How are you going? Yeah, good, Sydney. Can now, where was it? Can you confirm Jack Marnie's from Sandringham Dragons? Oh, I suppose. There you go. Yeah, that was an easy one. Now, he's wearing, maybe I didn't quite ca- cotton on to him because he's wearing number one, but last year in his first year, he wore a different number in his first year. Did he wear number 25, 35, or 45? Oh. I reckon it ends in five. Yeah. Um, 25, 35, 45. Oh, think... split the middle, 35. 35 is correct. Oh, Ooh, Which was, nice. of course, made famous at North Bay. Uh, I don't know, Boomer Harvey. No, nah, Johnny Longmire. Of course. Oh, shit. All right, Sydney, you're going all right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, listen, I was watching the footy last night. Uh, I did a bit of research about the King Twins. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a true story. When Ben King was unhappy with his twin brother, Max, during a backyard basketball match, did he, A, push Max into the pool, B, put uh, put Max in a headlock, or C, let down the tyres on Max's bike? (laughs) (laughs) Is there a D all the above? No, no, there's only one here. So it's it's the pool, the headlock, or the (laughs) tyres. Uh, go for the tyres, I reckon. No, it wasn't bad luck. Oh, we're running out of time. Quickly, that was Sydney and Gatton. What about Simon in Sydney? Simon in Sydney? No. Simon? Oh, Simon. Yes. Simon in Sydney. It Was yes. it a headlock or did he push him in the pool? I'd say push him in the pool. No! <laughs> <laughs> it was a headlock. <laughs> Oh, oh, the carryover prize. Right, no winner. Uh, thanks no to everyone winner. who contested. Better luck next week. The news is coming up, so stay tuned. We'll be back.
Welcome back to the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Radio. Welcome again to Andy Belez. Hello, everybody. And Torch McGee. Uh, good afternoon. Or was it morning? <laughs> Still morning. Good Good morning. Simon Whelan. Good morning, everyone. Ian Cover. Uh, yes, hello again. If you've been listening to us all morning, you'll realise Billy Bactus not with us. He's unwell. Uh, hoping you're feeling better as soon as possible, Billy. And Greg Champion is in a remote location. He'll be joining us with his remote headset for some songs a bit later on. Now, there's been a bit of a brouhaha during the news, Torch. Yeah, uh, uh, Torch, well, may you say good morning, but it's not a good morning for you (laughs) because you said uh, there's no lake. No, I said I hadn't seen a lake. I backed him up. I said there was no lake. Hadn't seen a lake. This is a, There's a bit of a pond there. This is outside the Sydney Cricket Ground. Yeah, yeah. Outside the Sydney Cricket Ground, where they've been calling what is known as the tramway oval the lake oval. In, lake in lake side oval. Um, mm. And we were insisting there's no lake. Well, well the phones have melted down during yeah. the news with people saying, well, Kipax Lake is there. Yes. But it, I guess, is it a lake or is it a pond? It looks more like a pond than me. Than and it's on, it is on the other side of the road. Yeah. So do you walk around with blinkers on when you're in Sydney, do you, Torch? You, well, haven't, you haven't seen yeah. the, the lake. Everyone well, in Sydney's bit, seen it. It's a bit hard to see from the function up in the... Oh, yeah. Where does Brisbane noticed. train in Brisbane? Oh, I haven't gone that far. Yeah, they're an interstate club. What would, we, what would we know? Well, I'm just wondering whether they call the Oval they train on the Brunswick Street Oval. Oh. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Well, the, I've, I've junction, come and gone from the, the SCG over. many times. And I have never seen Kipak's Pond. No. But it is there. It is there. It's yeah. undeniably we did, there. We did check it on the map <laughs> reference on the... So all those people who yeah. rang up with us angry, what else can we say, Torch, but... Yeah, uh, we were wrong. Uh, I was acting on the information <laughs> I knew to be correct at the time. Well, and it is named after, not named after the cricketer uh, Alan Kipax. No. But the William mm. Kipax, a former city alderman from 1863 to 1889. Oh, he would have earned and it. And it was once known as Billy Goat Swamp. <laughs> <laughs> they should go back oh, to yeah, that. Go right? back to that. Where are we training? Oh, I had it, Billy, Billy Goat, Goat Swamp. Swamp. That's magnificent. <laughs> I'm actually uh, hoping to get up to Sydney before the year's out. Mm. Are you? Yeah, and and I had things on the schedule like you know Opera House, Harbour Bridge Walk, <laughs> uh, Manly Ferry, Bondi uh, Beach. Yeah, Bondi <laughs> Beach. They've all been trashed. <laughs> You're <laughs> going to Billy Goat Swamp. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll get photos and send That's them right. to you. No, they've changed it get... all there. There's, See, there's a pedestrian bridge o- over Anzac Parade now. It's all different. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a precinct now. Have they started yeah. rebuilding the, the footy ground they pulled down? Yeah, uh, there's a whole new soccer ground there. And it's yeah. it's actually closer to Kipax, to Billy oh, Goat Swamp than the SCG. So, yeah. uh, Andy? Yes, Kobe? Who did Billy Goat play for? <laughs> I think he played for Williamstown. <laughs> that was Billy Swan. Ah, oh, Billy Swan Goat. <laughs> Billy yeah. Billy and Goat. He was he was probably a a, a, a five eight for South South but or now that Eastern re- suburbs. Mm. The re- lake re- is also very well known for black swans, mm. just oh. like the lake at, at the lake at oh, Lakeside. What a shame they're the wrong colour torch. No, the ones no. at that, the ones at Albert Park are black as well. Yeah, but the ones that that you barrack for are white. white. Well, that's because. Here we go. That's, oh. that's because they try. Well, there are white swans, but you don't find many in the southern hemisphere. Don't you? You no. find. Right. You so, find so tw- how does that explain anything? You well, find twenty-two of them at the Sydney Cricket <laughs> Ground. Yeah. Right. The, uh, well, let's say it's called um, artistic license. Mm. Torch. That's a weak and pathetic non-explanation. Who was the? Uh, who was the artist who sang the song about? Was it Ride Ride a White Swan? David oh. Bowie or someone? Oh. oh, I was thinking more of the Black Swan of Trespass. 
Wouldn't have worked as right about Anyway, Swan. look, that's enough of Swan's yes, talk for so. now. Uh, back at the start of the show, our social yes. media questions surrounded those players who were dead set champions, but their own supporters could only find fault with them. And uh, we wanted you to tweet players of any any club, any era, who were absolute fabulous players, but all people did ever did was bag them. Andy, what have we got? Uh, we're starting with one who... As a non-supporter of this club, I always thought he was a superstar. But it does ring true that he was maligned. Paul Salmon. Yeah. Bomber fans never had anything yeah. good to say, says Didn't David Iser. Didn't they? Yeah. No, you're right. Belly, really? Belly Boy said, back in that day, Peter Moore playing for the Ds was always booed vociferously when he dropped a mark. <laughs> I recall one member standing on his seat yelling, they're not taking you off because you're tired, Moore. Run off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's very true. He won two brown, like. He won won one of them at Melbourne. He did. But then someone else responds that he won one at Melbourne and was uh, maligned because he took it off Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) That That was Robbie's year. That that definitely fits the template, doesn't it? It sure does. Uh, Alan always thought Kevin Walsh had potential, but uh, other Essendon supporters disagreed with him. Well, Kevin Seedy thought he had potential. Mm. Catherine... Uh, nominates Peter Sumich. Yeah. Was it the hook approach, being a left footer? Oh, yeah. Did, See, he, did he get it? Well, we, we, we never, we're in a crowd with Eagles fans to know what they thought of him. but They would have booed. <laughs> uh, Jules, this is more, I think we spoke about this, Covey, in the news mm. break. Uh, this is more whipping boys. But still, oh, yeah. Jason Daniels played 173 senior games and finals. So that yeah, that's a pretty, pretty decent career. That's from Julian. Simon? Yeah, good point. Much did we, maligned. Did you did you get the whip out on him? Yes, I, absolutely. I think the Swan, uh, the Saints gave him more whip than that Swans. Yeah, yeah, but you, you got to have something going for you to play 173 games. Oh yeah, he was good. He was the first the first J A Y S O N I reckon that we yeah. saw. Yeah. What uh, else, Andy? Giggs nominates Ronnie Weirmouth, who was a champion, but he remembers Collingwood supporters always moaning that he had no left foot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the blokes that haven't got a left or right foot do cop it, don't they? Trav nominates uh, that he's a Carlton man, and he he said, we had Lance, who ate all the pies, Whitnell. That's mm. right. No, they would not cut Lance Whitnell no. any slack. He was he was lamented for his weight. He captained the club. He was all Australian, and he kicked over 300 goals. But Yeah, but all they could do was bag him. Because he was too <laughs> slow and too fat. No, I heard someone the other day who played in the forward line, I can't remember which club, who said uh, played in the back line, and said Lance Whitnell was one of his toughest opponents. Mm. Very yeah. hard to beat. He, was a, he had a footy brain, Lance Whitnell. Don't worry about that. He was that. a good footballer. Yeah. He was a good footballer. Copycat from Ballarat uh, nominates Brent Gergic at the Ds. Mm. I can I can appreciate that. He mm. was full of skill and promise, but uh, every time he dropped a mark, it's like, oh, God, Gergic again. Uh, but, uh, Andy? Yeah. Uh, some of that transferred with him to Geelong. Oh, did it? <laughs> Forgot he went to Geelong. Uh, Dan Green nominates Travis Cloak, Anthony Rocker, and Saverio Rocker. See a pattern here? Mm. Mm. They kicked them from a mile out. Yep. And missed them from 25. 25, yeah. Uh, Although Sav never really did. Sav was fantastic. He was fantastic. He was fantastic. Mark also nominates Peter Sumich. How does a player who kicked 500-plus goals... Get always asked, how can he, if he only could kick straight, he'd be, he'd be a good footballer. I reckon he played against Geelong one day at Waverley, about 90, early 90s. I reckon he kicked 8 8. 
That's pretty good. He's had the ball. That's 16 <laughs> kicks accounted yeah. for. Yeah. Well, Ian, have you got any memory of this? Anthony tweets from Geelong that Geelong supporters for years were agitating for Cameron Ling to be traded. And uh, three flags later and 246 games. No, I must have missed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he copped it because he's very... Well, he's, he's sort of conspicuous, isn't on he? On his honest? first game, he was... You know, three metres out, and he missed everything. He kicked mm. it right across the face of goal, mm. and it was that was repeated. That, that's but... very Jason Castagna of him. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> kicked it week. across the face. Uh, Rebel nominates Mark Richardson for the Pies. Oh, yeah. Utility oh, yeah. player, never quite fit, and very tough when your father's a club champion. champion. Yeah. There's a few like that, I reckon. The, mm. uh, yeah, there's there's a there's son a whole... who's even better, but there's a plenty who never quite made the grade or live up to their father. The potential that the uh, supporters that, that, set for them. That's a whole topic in itself. Yeah. Of, of uh, failed to live up to mm. immense ex- over expectation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, Brendan asks: Is it true this, that the same time Sav Rocker was let go from Collingwood, he kicked the same number of goals as Cord- Gordon Coventry for the same number of games? It's Ooh. a good question because <laughs> when he was left, I couldn't believe it when they when they got rid of Sav. They thought mm. they hadn't. Uh, Kev nominates Barry Rollings at the Tigers. Absolute superstar, played in a premiership. Much maligned as fans thought he didn't go in hard enough. <laughs> I don't remember Barry Rowling ever being maligned. Mm. Well, Kev does. Fan. Yeah. Mm. Paul Dunlop. Much, Jared, much loved, oh. Mm. Well, Kev thinks he was maligned. Uh, Paul Dunlop nominates Jared Waite at Carlton. Mm. I shuddered when North picked him up, he said. He was a, he was a good player. Mm. Vinny's boy. Uh, Fitz, uh, Tom said, at Fitzroy, people always maligned Rod Carter. The mm. He was no how Harvey Merrigan was often heard muttered by members <laughs> in the Kevin Murray stand. And then went to Sydney and played oh, 293 games. How good was he for the oh, oh, A couple of more modern ones. Thirsty nominates Rowan Jones at the Eagles. He played in the Premiership, but no, the fans despised him. Yeah. Peter McConnell nominates Ian Perry at the Crows. Played 10 seasons with a better than 50% win ratio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Michael nominates Jason Blake and Sam Gilbert oh, as yeah. uh, as fitting into that character. Uh, well, Sam Gilbert, his disposal was think, just... yeah. <laughs> still played two hundred games. I know, I know. There you go. And I like this one from Pitch Perfect, who 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 can remember spoiled Hawthorne supporters constantly bagging Paul Hudson that he could have done more than average two goals a game, <laughs> yeah. and then he went to Footscray where they loved him because yeah. he could be relied on to kick, kick two, two goals, goals a game. game. Uh, and last one, this is from our colleague Andy up in Canberra. Uh, said, surely any all Australian is a dead set legend. Therefore, my nomination. Is Will Minson. Whenever he got the ball or prepared for a set shot, Dogs fans would head up the, the, the stand to the toilet or just mutter disparaging remarks. Go for another Midorian lemonade. Oh, goodness. Oh. Yeah, there's so many there. There's lots, Check lots more there. Well, You'll find them on the Coulda Beans website. Go to couldabeans.com.au and you can click through to the Twitter feed and have a read for yourself. Thanks to everyone who tweeted. An interesting one is that Austin Robertson Jr. kicked more goals in his first season than Pete Hudson kicked at Hawthorne in his first season and he was gone after one year. Really? Yeah. Oh, why mm. was that? Well, what happened there? Why was he maligned? I think some certain people on the selection committee didn't particularly like the way he played. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, so it was stylistic differences. I think it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Need, need, need to, to pursue solo projects, perhaps. <laughs> then, he went on, then he went on to found World Series cricket, I think, mm. pretty much. Mm. Oh, and there's plenty of people who didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs>
Fantastic. Right. As, men- as mentioned at the top of the show, way, mm. way back, uh, our guest for this hour of the show is um, David Ackley Torch. You'll be very pleased I about that. I am very that. pleased. Now, David Ackley has come out of retirement to play with Williamstown CYMS in the fourths in the ammos. That is sensational. Mm. David joins us now. Welcome to the Coulda Beans. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, now, David, just you come out of retirement to play. Yeah. We just check, how old are you, David? Um, I've just turned uh, 60 odd. <laughs> is, is this the Super Rules? Uh, no, it's not the Super Rules. It's um, our fourth team uh, plays in the third division of the Amos mm. in um, Division 3. So, um, yeah, they were short, and I thought, why not? Oh. So, 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 what, what, You're going to do a hammy, David. <laughs> That, that would be the least of my worries, I think, Hammy. <laughs> Why have you put off coming out of retirement so long? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an excellent question. Um, I don't know. So, I've got no idea. So it wasn't just – so that was short. You obviously hang around the club yeah. a bit then, do you, David? Yeah. Look, I got involved with the um, the senior side probably about 2004-15, mm. um, and my young bloke, Russell, had come back into footy. He hadn't played for a few years. He'd actually given it away and – um, the coach of CY's Matthew Montebello, who was the local primary school PE teacher, um, took over coaching and he rang everybody. And so Russ went down and started playing. So obviously I would go and watch and then I got involved. And um, and Russ had stepped away from the last couple of years. His body had just about given up and he was convinced to start playing in the fourths. And then they were short. They were really short. Like they had about 16 or something. And the coach um, asked Russell to play and, and Russ said, I'll play if Dad plays. <laughs> <laughs> and it sort of went from there, and I think Russ was hoping that Dad wouldn't play. Uh, so, you, so you and your son Russell have played in the same team? Yeah, that's, that happened last weekend. Um, Fair, tell and, us about the game. Uh, it, it was just sensational. Like, um, I haven't played for the um, best part of 29 years, mm. so, so um, I, I was pretty anxious. But the blokes at the CYs, um, who I basically had never met, um, a lot of them, they were really welcoming, really, really um, encouraging. And, in fact, in a couple of times they, they tried to pass me the ball when they probably shouldn't have, and I was thankful <laughs> thankful, thankful for that because it gave me a chance to touch the pigskin, which was always always handy. Um, but it was a really, really special day, yeah. And did you kick awesome. a goal? I did. I did. Unfortunately, I couldn't get out of the way of the ball and it hit me in the chest and it nearly knocked me over. <laughs> um, yes. So, um, uh, yeah, the, the interesting thing was that in the last quarter I took a mark, I was only 40 metres out and I thought, I could probably snag another one here. Anyway, I went back and as, as all good forwards do, you sort of dart the eyes, but you never have any intention of passing it off. <laughs> and um, so I let rip. I was 40 out, and it landed 15 out. So that's <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. We're talking to David Ackley, who listeners would know from his career with the, the uh, South Melbourne, Sydney and North, and has now come out of retirement to play with Williamstown CYMS fourths uh, at the age of 60, yeah. and has revealed he kicked the goal and as well managed to kick the ball on another occasion, 25 metres. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that would be generous. Yeah. But wow. how well, very did... special to, to, to play in a footy game with your son. Mm. Oh, it, it was um, – like, it, it sounds a bit corny, but it's actually one of the highlights of my footy career, to be perfectly honest. Because mm. um, I'd, I'd coached Russ a fair bit through his junior footy, you know, under 10s, under 11s and that sort of stuff. 
but we'd never actually played a game together. And, and I remember playing a father-son game, a social game with my father when I was about 14. And I still vividly remember that. And um, this, this game was along those lines. You know, it's just a really special opportunity to go out and, and share some time with Marvelous. him. Um, well, that was yeah. last weekend. Are you playing again? I won't play again for another couple of months. Did you win the game, by the way? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, and it was fortunate for me, I think, that we played Paran Assumption and, and they were struggling for numbers on this weekend uh, as well. So they only had 18 to start with. Um, which meant it wasn't a high-paced game, which suited me to the ground. Yeah, was it at, at home, of course? No, 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 it wasn't. Oh. Um, it, it was down at um, uh, Basil Street Oval in um, Paran, yeah. um, so it was an away game. So I had to go out and buy a new pair of boots, uh, had to buy the shorts, had to buy the socks. Um, but, yeah, it was just fantastic, so good. David, now this is, this is, not, this is not proper for a man who played – uh, for South and Sydney before going to North in your 191 game career, mm-hmm. that a, that a South legend has to go and buy boots and shorts. <laughs> Torch, Torch McGee is president of the past players at South. Surely they could find something in their funds to have kitted you out, Torch. Oh, right, if you go over to the Lake Oval where the office is, uh, I think there's. Down right down the back in the, an old storeroom, you might find an old pair of Jonko footy shorts, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a couple yeah. and a pair of um, white diamond boots, and that'll be about all you can get, I'd say. I, I would probably need a hammer to hammer the stops in. Would that be about right? <laughs> That'd be right. Yeah, uh, 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 David, are you, are you a paid-up member of the South Pass players? I'm. I'm not, to be perfectly Torchy. honest. Torchy, no, Torchy, yeah. talk no. to him. Talk to him. Torchy. We'll get Ernie Scott to ring you, David. Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. well, you better, you better play another game before the year's out and make it at home because you live in Willie. I think you're not far from the ground, eh? I, I'm less than a kilometre from the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, the, the plan is that um, when the body recovers, I, mm. I could run around again because there's quite a few boys in that squad who were away last week, um, and I've had a bit to do with them coaching. Um, so I would really like to play another one. Um, it just depends whether they're short or not, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> and whether they're short or not, David, uh, obviously you've got quite a bit of a, a connection there with, with Williamstown in the Amos. Tell us about yeah. the club in general and how it's going. Oh, look, it, it is, um, it's thriving. The, fo- mm. the footy club itself is on a really positive path. Um, you'd be aware that a lot of local footy clubs are really struggling just to yeah. get numbers for and depth of players, but you know, um, in recent years, we've we've built the footy club up to four senior men's sides, two undersides, a women's side who who incidentally played last night um, under lights at the Ferron, um, mm. in a historic game for the footy club. Um, and yeah, so our numbers um, are going through the roof. And and to be perfectly honest, it, it's actually a really successful local footy club. Um, and what I like most about the club is that is that they live. Um, their motto, which is sort of community, unity and respect. Mm. Um, and they have worked really hard at building that that connection to the local local community and um, all of the people down there, the, the volunteers all the way through to the to the presidents and all the coaches do an amazing job, just amazing. So it's a really positive place to be mm. with lots of energy and lots of really, really grounded, honest, genuine people. I love the place. Actually, you mentioned presidents, and you've, you've had a high-profile, long-standing president for some time. We uh, have. Yeah, we B- have. Umpire Bill Della. Correct, and, and Bill is, has, although he stepped down as president, um, 
still very active around the place. Mm, in fact, uh, I spoke to him the other the other week after our seniors had played a game. Was was he so, supportive of you making a comeback, David? <laughs> Um, I, I'm not sure, to be perfectly honest. I, I would have thought he would be more concerned about the potential um, lawsuits from injuries. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you've done the whole thing because uh, apart from playing those um, 191 games for South and for North, but you had a, did you have one season at Willie after, after you left North? I, I played a couple of years at Willie, Willie. in the 91-92. But you um, just missed fact, the premiership, did you? Yeah, well, I missed the 1990 Premiership, um, mm. and we played in the 92 Grand Final against Sandy um, and got smashed, mm. um, and that was, in fact, my last game for Willie, unfortunately. Um, that was with the great Barry Round, yep. yeah. um, who was the main reason I went to Williamstown, to be perfectly honest. Mm. Um, yeah, obviously, I played with him um, at South and at Sydney, mm. and, and he was coaching there, and um, I'm, a, I'm a Western Suburbs boy, so it was only natural for me to to move back into the western suburbs and, and then Roundy sort of said, look, why don't you come down? We're not finished at North. And, yeah, it was a really fun couple of years with the boys down there. Yeah. Uh, David, uh, David Ackley we're talking to here. Now, David, it is traditional on this program, if we have any player on who was part of the move from uh, South Melbourne to Sydney, mm-hmm. to ask them their recollections of the party at Lady Fairfax's. <laughs> oh. Okay, um, I'm going to take the Fifth Amendment on that. <laughs> we don't have the Fifth Amendment in Australia. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to say oh, I was out injured that week. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Roundy's done the same thing, he won't tell us. Uh, <laughs> Roundy probably can't remember. No. <laughs> It, it's gone down in history as one of the great yeah. events in the history of Australian yeah. football, which was the party at Lady Fairfax's house. <laughs> oh, uh, that's, that is terrific. Well, yeah. And, and you, 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 know, you just said how much you love CYMS, and you obviously have a lot to do with you know, hanging out down there, but do you keep a close eye on both Sydney and North? Um, not To be perfectly honest, I, I, I'm pretty involved with CYs. I don't actually um, get to a lot of... Um, AFL games, or nor do I watch a lot of it. Obviously, I take a pretty keen interest in what's going on up in Sydney. Mm. Um, and um, Dave Noble, who I, I know reasonably well from the TAC Cup Under-18 um, program, I, I obviously keep a bit of an eye on how he's travelling at the moment. Um, and to me, he seems to be doing really well. I think he's got the blokes heading in the right direction. He's a really nice, genuine sort of bloke who... Yeah. Um, yeah, is is really well credentialed. So yeah, I'm I'm going to continue to watch with perhaps even more interest to see how the how the ruse go. But um, if I'm perfectly honest, uh, I probably am a slightly more swans man than I am a kangaroo man. Torture's happy to hear um, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, uh, uh, CY's playing at home today, David. They are playing at home today. You'll be um, down watching them. I've, yes, I will be this afternoon. Um, it's going to be wet, cold and windy, so, so anyone who comes to Willie, good luck. So where do you take a position to watch the game? In front of the stand there somewhere or the rooms? Oh, no, I, I love to stand behind the coach and just, in my mind, critique. <laughs> <laughs> so anyone heading down to CY's Savo, uh, yeah. around on the Esplanade at, at uh, Williamstown, Yep. Go up yep. and shake David's hand, get a selfie with him. This is a man who made a comeback at 60 last week and kicked a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's feeling every moment of it. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see you take that 40-metre sh- set shot down at Willie, heading into that breeze coming. Uh, you, wouldn't get, would... you wouldn't get it and probably go back over your head. Yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly where it would end up. <laughs> David, it sounds as though you're finding your involvement at Williamstown Seawise every bit as rewarding as in, and enjoyable as, as every other 
another part of your very long Australian football career. It, it is a really positive place, and I have thoroughly enjoyed my time there so far, and uh, I'm sure that will continue. Well, we've enjoyed talking to you today, David. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And um, go see Wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good on you. Just wear something to keep the breeze off. (laughs) All the best, David. Great talking with you this morning. David Ackley, who at age 60... Uh, played his first game of footy in over 29 years, uh, playing alongside his son, son. Russell. Yeah. Uh, can, can, I, can I let people into a little bit of the producer process here? Because that story, I'll give credit where it's due. To yourself? But, no, that oh. story was um, suggested to us by our good friend and former colleague, Dan Lonigan. Oh, well oh done, you're Dan. Dan. So Dan, Hello, Dan. Dan sent me a text message, and uh, for everyone who knows Dan, they will know that this is so Dan. Dan's text said to me, Hi, Andy. D's going well again. I reckon the dogs are about to hit the wall. <laughs> a story idea for the could have been this week is. Uh, fantastic. I think Thank he's you, right Dan. about the dogs. Yeah, okay. So thanks, Dan. Oh. Thanks, and uh, David Ackley did win the best and fairest at South, too. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a very, very oh, good Oh, he was a good, good player. player. Yeah, Torchy, how old were you, were you when you played your last game? 35. I played for South Districts. Did you ever contemplate a retirement? Uh, uh, a, a, a comeback? Uh, no. No. Oh, I played a few social. I played for the could have been. Of course yeah. you did. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was T- the torch is very of the Greg Matthews side. Never retired because just in case someone says, oh, we need you to play next week, <laughs> yeah. he's ready to play. Well, when, I'm not when ready when to Torch play played now. in could have been social games, he, pl- he played with his glasses taped on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> Ah, uh, well done. You're with the Could Have Been Champions on ABC Radio, and uh, we, we've got a marvellous arrangement this morning where Greg Champion's not with us. He's out in the suburbs, but he's able to join us thanks to this technological marvel, and uh, he's ready to join us now. So, Simon, are you, are you and Champs ready to do the mailbag? Oh, yeah. It, Greg's probably well, uh, covered mine. But... I've got it. Got a bit of mail prepared, so, uh, Simon. How about I just? Uh, it's only short, and uh, you pick up what I don't didn't get. Exactly. All right, Dennis Sherwell wrote, since round three, from from a percentage of 37.4, North has strung together a remarkable five consecutive percentage-boosting losses. Things are looking promising to extend that to seven with the Hawks and Bombers coming up, but each week they've lost, their percentage has gone up. That's (laughs) one for Stan. Peter Sim writes, who's a D's fan, I heard a coach, this time Goodwin, talking about a fringe-injured player, fringe-stroke-injured player who's probably only played 10 games in the past one or two years who may be unlikely to ever get a call-up again. And if you ever hear this said about you as a player, check your options with a VFL or a highly paid amateurs option. If you ever hear it said, quote, he's a really important player for our football club. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's, that, right. that's right up there with full support of the board, isn't it? I'm not too sure about the highly paid amateur players. Eh? Yeah. Michael Mitchell wrote, uh, the day I was there the day the doggy uh, Kelvin Temperton kicked 15. Oh. Uh, mm. I played under 14s for Salesian Chadston in the morning. I walked to Jordanville Station. I trained to Western Oval. There were 750 kids at my school and one other Bulldogs fan. <laughs> I wore my Footscray jumper to the ground. I worked my way to the fence next to the old coach's tower on the wing and watched Templeton kick 15. And Kay Brown, this is the final one, Kay Brown has written that our friend John Evans is in the Alfred with leukaemia. He's a great fan of the Cooter Beans. He listens every Saturday and he's been to every concert. He's a one-eyed Geelong supporter. It would make us day to hear from you. From all the Cooter Beans, John Evans, 
we send our love and best wishes to you and for, for good health. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Yes. I was only going to mention two others. Greg, I think you've picked the eyes out of it there. Um, Michael uh, Villoyan. Then that's not going to be the correct pronunciation, but Michael, you know who you are. Yes, we know about the Derby County Football Club uh, theme song. And um, if anybody wants to laugh, uh, it's on YouTube. Derby County Football Club. You'll you'll recognise the tune. It's worth a worth a worth a look. And I just wanted to mention Colburn Abbon because uh, my nephew plays for Colburn Abbon, <laughs> and Colburn Abbon having a bit of a night tonight at the Colburn Abbon. Colburn Abbon Country Hotel. Uh, what other kind of hotel would they have well, if it was exactly, not a country hotel? They refer to it as the CCH, which um, I, I got the Colburn Abbon part, and I was wondering what the second C was, <laughs> but it's the country hotel. Anyway, they're having a night tonight, 8 p.m. Uh, for the footy club. And what sort of music would they play there, do you think? Ooh, I Both don't know. kinds? I think country and western, yep. <laughs> Anyway, Colburn Abbon, great, great club. Not a big town, but uh, gee, strong, strong football club. I don't, I don't think that night is tonight. I think it's on the twenty second. Oh, is it? I'm sorry about. Otherwise, you'll have everyone running into the Colburn Abbon. There's nothing on. The Colburn Abbon Country Hotel. Yeah, quite right. Twenty second of May. Yes, and uh, Colburn Abbon, home of uh, Hawthorne captain St Kilda Grand Final ruckman. Ben McAvoy yes. and his parents. I yes. always thought he came from Mount Beauty for some reason. Oh, they're, they're Dedarang people, oh, yeah. mm. but the, I think they've always been Colburn Abbon, a Colburn Abbon family, not a Dedarang Mount Beauty family. Yeah. And so Ian would... is quite right. You just can't trust me to do these things. I'm sorry, Ian. <laughs> so we but won't it's ask Saturday, the 22nd so, of May. Uh, which reminds me, see, so you find out about where these people, they move around. Everyone thinks, I think Paul Richardson, father of Matthew, Matthew. came from. Casterton in Western Victoria. Before he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And ended up down I, I, So yeah. Matthew was born in Tassie. That's right. I, th- I thought they all came from no, Tassie. And no. I think And I think Matthew's mother went to Matthew Flinders School in Geelong. Correct. I learned all this. Uh, we just yeah. have one, one email that's coming. Can I give a late, a late mailbag? Yeah. yeah. Because our very good friends at the Gordon Football Netball Club yes. playing Bunningong today. Coached under, by, coached under by. Under Ron Watt, yeah. a friend of the show. Uh, Shannon Burns and James Kelly, two Geelong Premiership players, are playing for Gordon today. Oh, fantastic. Under Ronnie Watt. Oh, it'll be nice and chilly Ooh, at yes, Gordon. Today. <laughs> it could be snowing at Gordon. Actually. I hope they've got that brazier going up there. And uh, remember while we were squabbling before over the colour, the colour's the wrong word, whether swans are black or white, and Ian, you were, you were trying to remember something from the past, a, a pop song. Is it is it Mark Bowen? Ride a white swan T-Rex. Yes. Thank you, Simon, who texted that into yeah, us. Yeah, it's come back to me. <laughs> Sorry. Over to you, champion now, is it? Uh, now, yeah. now, Greg, we can have some songs after all of that. Okay. And Greg Tuck tossed up the idea, um, as he does, uh, and um, uh, we're going back to the Hurstbridge train line for a revisit. Yeah, well, especially we've, we've, they've got plenty of coverage this morning with the Rosanna Station and McLeod yeah. Footy Club. What, what's left? Yeah, we go, we're going there again. They're getting on at Hursty, where it all begins. Waddle Glen and Dymo, with their toothy grins. Mud brick types at Altham, Monty Greensy next. Only pie fans welcome on the Pies Express. They take the Montmorency train. They go to every Magpies game. They take the 
same dream home again after another pie's lost. Jump on at Watsonia, few more at McLeod, Rosanna's Maggie Central, very scary crowd. Heidelberg, then straight through Eagle Mountain, Ivanhoe. If they talk, it's only that Buckley has to go. Take the Montmorency train, they go to every Magpie's game. They take the same train home again after another pie's lost. The fell types return at good old Darabin. The Dentally Challenge increase at Alfington, Fairfield Dennis Westgarth, Clifton Hill goes past. They all bow down, worship and cheer at Victoria Park. They take the Montmorency train, they go to every Magpies game, they take the same train home again after another Pies That has got hit written all over it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you uh, when we have our live gig, whether it be Brownlow Night or Father's Day. Or next Uh, Saturday. (laughs) Yes, yes, I'll bring it in next week live. Um, Yes, um, uh, that's a lot of fun to sing. I hope you'll join me on it. I I was on that train yesterday late in the afternoon. and No Collingwood supporters, only a, a St Kilda dad with two sons, one of whom was turning to his dad and saying, who do you think will play on Hawkins and Cameron? <laughs> and, you know, we were going through before these dead set fantastic players and all people ever did was bag them. How can you could put Sheena Easton in there? Yes. <laughs> what yeah. a star. Yes. Oh, uh, well, uh, well, it's certainly a novelty song. I, I was proud to get every station in. Yeah, well, yes. Yes. Yeah, from Victoria Park back to uh, where it starts, Hursty. Mm. Yep. So, uh, look, I'll just do um, – well, a few weeks ago we got a request for out in the West Sydney suburb of Penrith. Um, I, I – uh, yeah, there's time. There's time if, there's time, if you've got time. Yeah, Let's do more. it, eh? One more. Uh, well, then I'll save Penrith mm. and I'll do this. And I'll save Penrith for next week. Beautiful. And stick with me here. We're going to do it. This is a fresh one, and the idea came from a Steve Mitch. Uh, Thanks for tossing it up. He borrowed a tune he heard last week on air from us. In 2021, the strangest thing occurred. The D's kept winning till it bordered on absurd. At Falls and Hotham, the chalets and resorts awaited the usual Range Rover onslaught. They groomed them slopes, but the D's kept winning. All got nervous after eight in a row. Cause you know what happens when the D's keep winning. You know that coach is gonna have to go. They tested the chairlifts, powdered up the runs. Conditions were said to be good to excellent. Minis and V-dubs were meant to be gunned, but time ticked by and the fans didn't come. The chalets were scrubbed and glue vine ordered, ready for the Prince Alfred dinner dance. (laughs) 
Uh, but the D's kept winning and winning and winning. The Prince Alfred dinner dance never stood a chance. The chains were sitting on the shelves of Mansfield. Heinz and Helmet shared a lonely meal. As the, as the snow came and as the snow went, conditions still remained excellent. <laughs> The chalets were scrubbed and the glue vine ordered ready for the Prince Alfred dinner dance. The D's kept winning and winning and winning. The Prince Alfred dinner dance never stood a chance. Oh yes. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of nervous people oh. in, the, in the ski industry at the moment. We're, 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 oh, we're only like... a few weeks away oh, from they... the opening, Chappy. Champy, throughout yeah. that whole song, I was looking at Andy oh. out in the booth. He did, didn't crack a smile, was it not was, amused. He's, he's applied for an Easter Island passport yeah. on the basis of his performance during that song. Mm. Hey, well, uh, next week, I better check it up out engaging dialogue with you better, yeah. but I hope you heard me okay. Fantastic. Wait, and yeah. bef- just before you, you completely disengage your headset there, champs, uh, yeah. it, it's time now for me to go around the panel and ask everyone what, <laughs> what they learned today. So I'll start with you. Yes, uh, I, I I was having trouble hearing the the audio feed. I listened on the tranny, so this is what I learned, and it takes me back to when I went to. Now I'm sorry, this takes a half a minute, so stick with me. One day I went to uh, to Kuyong to watch tennis, and and Clark Hansen was calling for ABC, and I popped into the box, and they would cross to Clark by Clark listening to the tranny. And when they said we're crossing to Clark, he'd turn off the tranny. <laughs> and that's what I did today. <laughs> Took me on this program. Well, you couldn't be following in better footsteps, champs. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I'll see you next week. If it's right good on. enough for Clark, it's good enough for you, it's good enough for us. Thanks, champs. And uh, No, very good. So that's champs on location, but I've already run headlong into what we've learned today in today's program. Andy Belez, I'm going to you next. I want to know what you learned today. Oh, dear. I learned that uh, a lot of footy fans uh, reminisce on a lot of their sort of champion players who they – they mea culpa that they were much maligned because mm. – um, there are so many different players who have been named in our social media question for today. Do you think there's a lot of regret and remorse? Out I think there, there is, and there's also yeah. plenty of responses from uh, from um, Richmond supporters saying, "Oh, we didn't malign Richo. We <laughs> love Richo." <laughs> Because they know it's going to his Twitter feed. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Torch McGee, what did you learn today? Well, I learned a bit more, as we all did, about the Lady Fairfax Garden <laughs> Park. <laughs> Just a little bit more. A little bit more. We know that um, David Ackley doesn't want to talk about <laughs> nah. it. And we know that Barry Round doesn't remember it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's worth knowing. Thank that's you. Right. Simon Wheeler, what did you learn I this learned morning? that uh, David Ackley is not a member of the uh, Swans past players, uh, past players no. which is a... Mm. A, it's um, a it's shocking more, state it's of affairs. It's more of a reflection on Torch than on it's David It's more of a Ackley. reflection on the president of the past yeah, players yeah. than it is on David Ackley himself. I think so. Oh, I think. Right, so we'll, if, we'll, if there's to be more remorse you'll be getting a, You'll be getting a phone call soon, David. <laughs> Ian Cover, what did you learn today? I learnt uh, after 40 years of sharing a studio with Simon, really, <laughs> that he is just a whinger. About umpiring. I know. I mean, what? It's pathetic. And yet, I know. Yeah, you're right. 
just oh. pathetic. Well, and so you can find out more about what you're whinging about by staying tuned after we finish to the lead. And Mark Blitzavs will be on with Alistair Nicholson, Lingy and Rammer. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we'll go into the next studio and just ask them if they can put it to Blitz whether Geelong players are actually training ball. to throw the ball. Yep. Is that what you want to know? Yeah, that's what yeah. I want to know. Yeah, that'd be right. What kind of an answer do you think you'll get to that? Oh, question? he'll cover it up. <laughs> It'll be a cover up. And I think they've got, uh, they have got Magpie John Noble on as well, ahead of the Collingwood Sydney match at the SCG. Is that a danger game for you, Torchy? Well, it always is when we play Collingwood up there. Well, um, the cracks is. are starting to appear. He hasn't got every ex swan signed up no. for a start. <laughs> yep. Hey, the no, they papered that one over. The pies are coming for you. Mm. I also learnt, learnt that Andy didn't take that song very well. <laughs> no. Hey, they don't sing songs about your team. Oh. Every <laughs> single week we get the snow <laughs> songs. Go, guess, We've won eight in a row. Go back to the Easter Island statue. It's a much much more okay, dignified response. <laughs> and Richard. I learned that uh, T-Rex with Mark Boland had a hit called Ride a White Swan. Yeah. That one slipped past oh. me, but now I know. Thank you. Well, there you Actually, go. T-Rex, yeah. champion yeah. band, much maligned. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's been the theme of the morning. I also learnt that uh, Jane from Anglesey just sent a message to say she went to Rusden with David Ackerley. Oh, really? Oh, there, you go. Yeah. there you go, Dave. Oh, okay. You still listening? Connections all over the place. Now, of course, that's what we've learned. But, yeah, you know, the footy season is really oh. getting, getting underway now and uh, there's so much going on. There's one place to get the very latest news and that is the news desk of Outside Football. Sam the Sub's good enough to join us every Saturday morning. Good morning, Sam. You've called the office of Outside Football. For advertising inquiries, press 1. For distribution inquiries, press 2. To complain about a prize, press 3. To submit a mumble, press 4. 5 is broken. For Collingwood-related issues, press 6, 7, 8, 9 and 10. Thank you for calling Outside Football. We're on the outside looking in. Which one are we going to press? <laughs> I don't know which oh, number. Which, Andy, what are we going to do with that? Seven, eight, nine, or ten. Which, yeah, I think you'll press, get a better response. Press one of the Collingwood numbers and see what happens. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't. I think it just hung up. Oh, went, went back to the uh, the start message. So the number you ring every week. We've that got, was the one. That's what I called. So you got the recorded well, maybe, message. Maybe the whole the whole <laughs> news team's gone up to Sydney for the Swans well, game. Who would know? <laughs> well. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't, so I apologise for that. I should have spoken to Sam before I put him to air. Well, so, he's usually so reliable. That's, that's yeah. on me. Uh, so you, you, you're, t- you're taking the blame. You're not putting it. I'll take the blame because I normally will call. I call Sam. Yep. I get him. He just say, "Yeah, ready." Yeah. <laughs> and then away you go. Yeah. So this time I just thought I'm not going to. I'm not going to deal with his um, his temper and his mm. mood. Mm. Um, I'm just going to put him straight to air, and this is what that's we get. That's what we got. So, oh, well, yeah. well, well, doubtless, well, well, we'll, after we'll the, get an explanation. After at some the program, stage. you might be able to ring him. Has he got a mobile? No. I no, he doesn't. He's old school. He's well, using semaphore. We'll, we'll find <laughs> out at some stage with that. Klondike 555 number. Oh, and imagine what next week's paper is going to be like after the Swans Collingwood. Yeah. I, I still think that might be the explanation. They, they, they they're might all, have, they're all up there. They yeah. might be up there covering yeah. the game. Yeah. Yeah. But it's time now for Could Have Means Footy Talk Back, and there's plenty of people who want to talk footy with you, Torch. Are you set to go? Yes, I am, yes. Okay, well, we'll get on with the first call. It's Could Have Means Footy Talk Back. You're talking to Torch McGee here on ABC Radio. Go ahead, please. Hello. Yeah, Hello. G'day, Torch. 
Oh, who's this? Uh, Donnie here, mate. Donnie, where are you calling from? Uh, Devonport, De- mate. Well, we've been talking about Matthew Richardson this morning. He's a Devonport Devonport boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, best show ever done, mate. <laughs> oh, right. More Devonport. Yep. Tell yep. Richo to come down and have a couple of yeah, now we're, we... never, we're never bagged him. Well, you are, you are a Devonport man or an East Devonport man, Donnie? Shut, shut up, Nobby. I said, are you a, De- a Devonport supporter or an East Devonport supporter? No, I love them all, mate. Oh, okay. Love them all. Yeah, yeah. Love me and Nobby. Me and Nobby just saying, you ought to come down. Beautiful weather down here at the moment. Oh, really? Uh, we're sending a bit over there. Yeah, I know. And it's landed, I can tell you. Hey, mate. Yep. Me and Nobby were having a chat last night. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't brought this up with you before. We were having a couple last night we were watching. We usually have a pot for every goal that's kicked. Oh, the catch board is undone last Friday. They kicked 19, <laughs> yeah, mate. Yes. Bit easier last night. Yeah. Thank you to all the St Kilda players that kept missing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but we 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 don't know why we haven't asked you this before. At, at the uh, end of the game, they were talking to one of the players or the coach or something. You know, they do those interviews. Yeah. And I heard it. We heard it on the telly and the radio because we tuned in. We heard we heard Alison Nicholson on there with Kelly Underwood. Yep. And that and Lingy uh, and Lids. Lids? Yes, I know who Lids is, yes. <laughs> Brett the Lydia. Yep. Yeah, the lid's off. <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyway, they, they, they ended the interview and, and, and the coach or player said, we're just happy to get the four points. Yes. Now, we never thought about this before. How come they get four points? Well, that Why is, don't they get one? Well, it's a very good two. question. Or two. Nobody yeah. said they ought to get two. Yeah, well, they, get, they get two points. in Adelaide, I think, too. Is that right? Get one on eight. If you play real good, you should get eight. Well, look, you'd have to go back to the founding fathers and ask them because I'm not sure about I, that one, I Donnie. The Adelaide League might only give two. I think the Rugby League does that, too. Yeah. Nobby, two reckons, one. Yeah. Nobby reckons you've been around long enough to know the founding fathers. <laughs> well, not quite, no. Yeah, come on. It's a good question. Can we take that question? on notice. Torch will research it during the week. That's basic footy stuff that you people at the ABC ought to know. Yes, well, it's one that we've just taken for granted, I'm afraid. And yeah, we are taking Tasmania for granted too. <laughs> okay. Well, we won't in the future, Donnie. All right. Well, thanks for that call. No, it's an, it's an it intriguing a... question. I'm sure you can find out the answer, Torch. Well, I'm sure I can, but I'll have to remember to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll go to the next call here. It's uh, Kuda Men's Footy Talkback. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Oh, who's calling, please? Yes, it's Digger here. Digger. And uh, where are you calling from, Digger? I'm calling from... What's it matter where I'm calling from? Oh, well, from? we like to know where our listeners are. When oh, where they're... George, you're hopeless. Yes, now, you're Digger. You're hopeless player, hopeless on radio. <laughs> but uh, look, yeah. I've been thinking about what you said. Yes. You said one thing that was right. Right, I've what was that? Of, you said Collingwood's being run by amateurs, and you were dead right. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. You used the word amateurs. <laughs> you did. All right, okay. And it is being run by... And they're talking about having this extraordinary general meeting to replace the board. Yes. I'm putting together my own ticket. Really? Yep. Yep. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Phil Manasseh. Right. Uh, Murray Wiedemann, the weed? Uh, the weed's no longer with us, I'm oh, afraid. okay. Well, maybe we won't. Oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Ricky, of course. Yes, Ricky Barham. No, Ricky Barham. Oh, yeah, the swans. You'd love that Ricky Barham in the centre of the brain structure of Collingwood, wouldn't you? 
The swans would love that. I'm going back, Ricky Watt. Oh, Ricky Watt. Ricky okay. Watt. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. I'm just tossing up that he should be the president. Yes. Got to be a woman, I would have thought. Yeah. You know, Melbourne and uh, there's another one. Richmond. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just tossing up between Linda Reynolds and Yana Pittman. What do you think? <laughs> well, Yana Pittman was a very, very good athlete. And a Collingwood fan. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, okay, everybody I didn't know that. Is. Yeah, everybody is. That's right. Underneath it all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get rid of the amateurs, George. Oh, okay. You said it. You right. said it. Well, okay. Sounds like there's going to be a challenge, Richard. Well, and who knows? The temperature will go up or oh, down, right. depending on the, the result of today's the, the, game up the, in the SCG. The storm clouds are brewing. And whatever, mm. whatever happens in today's mm. game, it's not going to go away, I don't think. No, it'll bubble be. along yes. all season. Yes. You with the could have means it's talk back time. I'm next caller now. You're talking to Torch. Hello. Oh, good evening, Torchy. Oh, who's this? It's Marty here, mate. Marty, and where are you calling oh, from, Marty? I'm in Marabong. I'm on my way in, Torchy. What are you coming in I'm for? I'm coming in to pick up. We're off to Anglesey, Torchy. Oh, not again. Yeah, okay. you and me, Torch. Torchy <laughs> okay. said we've got to pick up some ice on the uh, way down. Okay, mate. Hey, yes. Torchy, it was great having David Ackley on. It was great. Hey, you don't have enough swatties on. Oh, we have a few. Oh, not yeah. enough. All right, not we'll enough, get. Torchy, you're the, you're the past player. Well, President I'll, Torch. I'll get on sure, there. I'll get on to our producer and get a few more on, if you like. Oh, yeah. oh so I'll see you at the front, Toddy. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever you... <laughs> I'll get the ice. Yeah, yeah, no worries, what mate. What are you going to Anglesey for? Oh, I have no idea. Why do you need Who ice? Who is that bloke? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need ice you. today. Yeah. Next caller here on Could Have Means Talkback. Go ahead, please. Hello. Hello. Uh, yes, hello, Todd. Oh, who's calling, please? It's Stan here, Todd. And calling from? I'm calling from Stradbroke, Island. Yes, how's the weather up there, Stan? It's, uh, it's always nice up here. Yes. You should come up here. I w- it wouldn't mind being there right now. Yes. Uh, now, uh, I'm I'm a studier of st- of facts and figures. Yes. And I was also uh, I was sort of moved to ring he- hearing an earlier caller talking about uh, listening to the the commentary on the TV and the radio. Right. And uh, and uh, about the issue of the four points. I have another question arising, uh, uh, and that is in the aftermatch again uh, when questions are asked of players and coaches. I also hear a number of people who do post-match interviews and they don't ask a question to finish up. They issue an order or an instruction to the player they've been talking to and it usually goes along the lines of, OK, go and enjoy yourself with the rest of your team. (laughs) (laughs) They they say that a lot, don't they? I think Daisy said it last night. And and I was just... I've got a new Varna exercise book, <laughs> yes. and I'm wishing to record how many times that instruction has been issued <laughs> yes. and how many times it's been carried out. <laughs> I see the player return to his teammates, and they basically pat him on the back and they walk off or wave at the spectators. I don't see a great deal of hijinks that would be in line with enjoying yourself. Yes. And to, to use the crude terminology that you might use, no one knocks the top off a stubby and starts consuming it on the middle of the MCG. No, no they're not allowed to do that sort no, of thing No, it's a anymore. very good point. How many times yeah. has it been said yeah. and what is the okay. success rate? Yeah. Now, no, that's, we'll look into that. Thanks okay, for your call. On, before, you go, before you go, Stan, uh, can I ask you a facts and figures question? Yes. Do you know how many, what's the record for the number of points scored be, by a team before a goal was scored? Uh, I, I'm still trying to research that following last night's endeavours yes. by the St Kilda Football Club. Right. They were okay. on target, I believe. Okay. And, okay. And, so, anyway, nice to talk to you. When you finish today, yes. 
Go and enjoy yourself with your team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thank you very much, Stan. Thanks for that call. You've, yeah. you've got to set yourself a lot of homework today, oh, Todd. Oh, absolutely. We'll go, we'll go to another caller now on Kudamin's Footy Talk Back. Hello there. You're talking to Torch. Hello. More guy, Torch. Oh, who's this? Caden. Caden. Where are you calling from, Caden? I'm at home. Home, eh? And where do you live? I live with my mum. <laughs> what suburb do you live in, Caden? Uh, um, Caroline Springs. Right, okay. It's next to Burnside. Yes, I, I sort you of know maybe, Burnside? No, not not a lot. Yeah, it's next to Burnside. Okay. Everyone seems to know Burnside. No. no. They don't know Caroline Springs. Right, okay. Now, have you got a football question for us, Caden? No, I borrowed for the Blues. Yes. And, oh, I mean, they're, they're okay, but I've got a favourite player from another club. Oh, yeah, who's but that? he got dropped. Oh. For this week, even though they won, he plays for Brisbane and they won, right. and he got dropped. Oh, who was that? Caden. <laughs> Which Caden? Caden. Caden Coleman. Oh, really? Oh, that's Yeah, and he spells his name really cool, too. Yeah, yeah. Really? Well, we've got a Caden at the Swans, and uh, he, got, he got dropped last <laughs> I week. I like Caden Coleman. <laughs> okay. Can you spell... You always ask, how do you spell certain names? How do yeah. you spell Caden? I think it's K-A-Y-D-E-N, isn't it? No. No. <laughs> how do you spell it, then? K E. I-D-E-A-N. Oh, K-Dean. That's no, Caden. <laughs> All right, okay, sounds Caden. And he got dropped after they won. Oh, Torch, a... uh, look, uh, is that Caden there on the phone? Caden. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for your call. Uh, we'll add that to oh, Torch's list of, of things. No, no, I'm just letting you know oh. what Torch is going to do. He's going to go and find out why your favourite player, Caden, up at up at Brisbane, got dropped. Yeah, yeah. because he got dropped and his name's Caden. Yeah. yeah, you reckon that's the reason? It's a mystery. Oh, I know. Because Caden Brand got uh, dropped last week. We, we've got time for one last call here on Could Have Been's Footy Talk Back. Go ahead, please. Mm, mm, mm. Hello. Hey, good morning. Yes, mm. it is. Yeah, Who's this? That's Peter Hill. And calling from? Uh, Peter Barr. Oh, nice and cold down there today, Peter. Oh, usual thing in the Western District. Is young Whelan there? Yes, he is. Yes, Would you yes. Like put uh, him on. What? Where was my invitation to this lavish dinner you were at last night? Where was that conducted? Uh, look, I'll talk to you off air, uh, well, Peter. Now, we which can venue was it at? Uh, we're down at the Docklands. Oh, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> you can keep your invitation. Apologies for ringing. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. That's all the calls we've got time for. That's all the show we've got time for. It's good morning to Andrew Belair. Go Demons tomorrow, Arvo. Simon Whelan. Good morning, everyone. Torch McGee. Yeah, go the Bloods this afternoon. Ian Cova. Go Cats. A special thanks to Richard Gervin for technical assistance this week and, as always, to our producer, Maddie Cavusta. And thanks to you for listening. Stay tuned now for ABC Grandstand.